This is Father Kevin Hale with the homily for the Feast of St. Peter and Paul, the 28th of June. One of the things that I've missed doing during this lockdown has been the opportunity to travel to Rome. I should have been there two weeks ago for the ordination of one of our seminarians. And I suppose I normally go to Rome at least once in the course of the year. There's nothing quite like a trip to Rome to make you feel grounded in your faith. Just walking through the streets and visiting the churches reminds you that the roots of our religion, of our faith, are very Roman. And there is the possibility to visit the tombs of the apostles, the catacombs, for example, that give you that almost spine-tinkling realisation that each of us is part of the continuum which began with Peter and Paul. Of all the significant and outstanding figures that there are at the beginning, these two are certainly the most important. In Christian art, they are often depicted doing what we have been forbidden to do over these last three months. They are often seen embracing each other. Now, Rome is important because this is where they both ended up, and the soil of Rome is made fertile and the seeds of the faith are nourished by the blood that they spilt there for the love of Jesus Christ in witness to him. They are the fundamental archetypes in the life of the church. Peter represents office, order, direction. This goes back to the confession of faith that Peter made in Jesus. You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. The clarity of that confession of faith comes precisely from God, who has revealed this to him. He knows who Jesus is. He knows the truth about him. He can then become the head, the leader of the Twelve. Throughout the history of the Church, every Pope, Bishop and Priest is a descendant of Peter and participates in this office, at the heart of which is clarity about who Jesus is. Without the Petrine element, without the element of Peter, the church would separate, disintegrate and fall into many parts and factions. It would descend into a debating society. That's why the Petrine office up and down the centuries has been so important and has guaranteed the integrity of the faith that Jesus Christ left us. But Peter embraces Paul. The two belong together because Paul represents a balancing archetype in the life of the church, namely theology, speculation, evangelization, the missionary impulse, the engagement with the culture. Paul is always on the move establishing churches, but not staying to lead them. Paul established communities, churches, and then moved on, but wrote letters back to them to direct them. But his main task was to move around the Roman world and to teach. Paul is the first great theologian in the life of the church, the first to practice the subtle art of faith, seeking understanding. Peter and Paul together gives the church its energy, impetus and life, integrity and creativity, if you want to express it like that. St John Henry Newman speaks about the development of doctrine, 
meaning that the doctrine of the church, the teaching of Christ, remains essentially and always the same, but it develops over time. It unfolds and displays different aspects. That happens through the play of lively minds. Doctrine isn't like a football that simply gets passed on passively from one generation to another. Doctrine is lived and passed on by ongoing conversation in the life of the church. That is how the Pauline element gives the church her energy and creativity that makes it always relevant to different generations up and down the centuries. Without the Petrine element, the Pauline element will run amok and the church will devolve into a kind of philosophical discussion group. What the Pauline element needs is the Petrine element for order and authority. But the Petrine element needs the Pauline element, lest it becomes petrified, static, stony and lifeless. Peter and Paul embracing one another is the model for the church. The church, St Paul says, is an organism, it's a body, and like any living body, it has the capacity for growth and assimilation. That's the Peter and Paul elements, which we're celebrating today. One of the ways to read the history of the church is the sometimes unhappy and uncomfortable play between these two elements. But when they're kept in their proper relationship, Peter and Paul embraced, then the church is very dynamically alive. Like all of the saints, their memory, their lives and their writings are best observed by imitating them. They're models for us in their imitation of Christ and in their witness to him by their death. Peter on a cross and Paul by the sword. May Mary, who is mother of the church and queen of the apostles, preserve us in fidelity to Peter and imitation of Paul in the unity of the faith which we have received and embraced from them. Let us pray. O God, who on the solemnity of the apostles Peter and Paul, give us the noble and holy joy of this day. Grant, we pray that your church may in all things follow the teaching of those through whom she received the beginnings of right to religion. Through Christ our Lord. Amen.